Podcasting from their dining room table in California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. Finding a better place. See, this is positive. I like this. Yeah, it's good stuff. Who is this? This is old Garrett T. Caps. Oof, I love that. Garrett T. Caps. Might go see him, uh, is it this weekend? This coming weekend? No, next weekend he's playing at the Echo in L.A. Ooh. He's also playing at Pappy and Harriet's out in Pioneer Town. I'd like to go see that. That's a, that's a hike. Yeah, this is his new album, uh, People Are Beautiful. See, I like that. From San Antonio, Texas. Way to go, Garrett. You know what? People are beautiful. Uh They're not, you know, full of sad and banjos and biscuits and farts. How did you describe my (laughs) musical taste? (laughs) Biscuits and farts, we're going to war. That's pretty pretty much all the country songs all wrapped up into one. Pretty good, man. Thank you. A lot of subject matter there with the biscuits and the farts and the war. Well, yeah. What's going on, Boo? Oh, Boo, I am just happy it's not yesterday, that's for sure. <laughs> Good Lord, you guys. Sorry yeah. we're late with the Stonebergs. We're, yeah. we're dropping a day, you know, late. We had one of those days uh, Fred Durst used to sing about. <laughs> it's just one of those days. Yeah. Everything is, everybody sucks. Everything's fucked. Poor Fred. He really was a negative little Nelly. Yeah. But he, you know, sang it out, I guess. I don't know. Shame to admit there was a... It was about a six-month period in my life where I was like, I like Limp Bizkit. It's pretty good. Aww. It's pretty good. And then I realized, like, oh, this is not very good. But, hey, you know, to each its own. Well, it's just, it's you know, it's I could see that. Like, it's very... Um, Teen angst. Yeah, yeah, just ragey. And let's yeah. just get together and mosh. Yeah. I like metal, but I also like rap. Yeah. There's <laughs> peanut butter in my chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yesterday uh, we had a weird day. Whew, uh, let's break it down. Nothing break major. It down. Nothing major individually, uh, but it's just a, a, a series of misadventures. Yeah. Uh, first off, because Fourth of July got our schedule all screwed up. I uh, the whole day on Fourth of July, I just felt like it was a Saturday or a Sunday. Same. Didn't feel like a Tuesday. Yeah. And we have street cleaning on our block on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And we've lived here almost a year and a half, and I was batting a thousand. You have your nice own designated spot. Yeah, you got the little garage, so that's nice. But I'm I'm just a peasant who has to park on the street. Right. And in Los Angeles, and in many major cities, you have to. I have, offered him the spot, by the way. I'm not just an no, a-hole. I want you to so have it. there. I want you to have it. But you know, most major cities, you got to deal with street cleaning if you're parking on the street. Usually, that's you know one day a week for a couple mm-hmm. hours, and you always have to navigate around that and. Been doing great. We've lived here over a year. Not one ticket. Not one ticket till yesterday. Because yeah. I just, you know, like I said, Tuesday night felt like a Saturday or Sunday, and it didn't even dawn on me. Hey, tomorrow's street cleaning. Woke up in the morning. First thing I did is go to the bathroom. I look outside the window. There's my car. There's a damn ticket on it. 
Oh, Damn it. Man. Today's Wednesday, not Monday. So that's how it started, you guys. So no big deal. Wasn't terribly expensive, but just the principle of, you know, getting pegged with a parking ticket. Like, ah, damn it. Yeah. I think they used to be more expensive. Or maybe the ones I got back in the day when I was in the van, it was L.A., Los Angeles, uh, whatever, parking enforcement. But now we're in West Hollywood. 63 bucks. Not a bad, not a crazy ticket. But still, just the principle of like, damn it. I could have just moved it. Could have just moved it. But, uh, yeah, schedule got all screwed up. And then uh, 4th of July, we'll get to that. We had fun, <laughs> but I did put in a lot of sweat equity. <laughs> so then I just felt like, you know, not that I didn't have fun, but I was, you know, sometimes if I volunteer myself to cook on a holiday, whether it be Thanksgiving, Christmas, 4th of July, whatever, you know, it's uh, I sweat a little more than I would prefer on a casual holiday. So I woke up, you know, yesterday on the 5th and was like, I'm going to have my own little holiday. Good. Since okay. I didn't have anything going on that day. Okay. I uh, I convinced you <laughs> to go eat lunch with me, which we've uh, discussed previously. You're not a huge fan of going out for lunch. Lunch is, yes, I think it's a time suck in the middle of the day, but, but I you're, understand. You're a good sport, and you're like... It's your favorite thing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, went to one of my favorite restaurants. I know you laugh at me because I have like 37 different favorite restaurants. Well, every time we go to a restaurant, you're like, this is my favorite. And I'm it's like, not, not every time. Oh, uh, <laughs> last three restaurants. Hello. But this is literally one of my favorite top five in the whole country. Yeah. Uh, the park's finest barbecue. Oh, I've talked about it before on this podcast and other podcasts, but uh, long story short, uh, Texas style barbecue done with a Filipino twist. It's so good, you guys. Even oh I like God, it. It's so good. They got this uh, smoked beef short rib. They got this uh, coconut beef curry dish. Oof. Get that with a little side of rice. It's like basically like like smoked pot roast, cubes of pot roast that have been smoked. And then uh, basically like a, what do they call uh, in Filipino? Adobe, adobo, adobo. Oh, the clay but, things. Yeah, basically, uh, basically <laughs> right? like a curry. Oh, okay. so so it's just like smoked beef chunks in a coconut curry. Ooh. Oh boy, delish. Oh boy, and the cornbread is probably cornbread, up there. Cornbread, the top. Amazing. That's the top of the list, right Ribs there. Ribs are great. Uh, they got tri tip. The tri tip's good. It's not their fault. Tri tip in general, it's a big thing out here in California, but I don't care for it because it's always too lean. It's not enough fat on the tri tip, but they do it very well. But uh, the coconut beef and the short rib enough alone is enough to uh, to get me excited about the park's finest barbecue. Anyway, so we, we head over there. I talk you into it. Well, and I wanted to drive because I had a, I went through the closet mm-hmm. this past weekend and have gotten rid of, I'm going to go donate a bunch of stuff. So mm-hmm. it was full car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's just do this after the lunch. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was five minutes. That was quick. Um, So let's just do this. After the lunch, and then we'll get that done. And I was like, okay, and I'll drive you. So if you wanted to get a drink or whatever at mm-hmm. lunch, like I was just like, okay, let's go. So we're in route. And I forgot my phone. Across town. You forgot your phone. So we decided to just persevere. Yeah, I was yeah. like, maybe this is good. Yeah, I could just say, yeah, I could stay in the present moment. Yeah. And then we get, it's about a 30 minute drive from here to that mm-hmm. restaurant. So all the way on the other side of town. We get close to it, and then you realize, oh shit. My little alarm is going off uh, indicator in your car that uh, you got low tire pressure. Yep, in the front right tire. So Just we, PSI, you guys. That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. Pressure sur- 
pounds per square inch. Yep. Uh-huh. There you go. But um, and then we noticed that it's dropping pretty rapidly. So we're like, fuck, let's pull off. Uh, we found a gas station, found that went to one gas station. Of course, they didn't have the air pump. Why, why would a gas station have the air hose thing? Uh, so went to another gas station, had that. And of course, 2023, you got to pay for it. $2. $2. For, $2. Air. for air. For air. Which, okay, whatever. Yep. So. Give the $2. They had the credit card thing. I stick my credit card in there, fill you up, proper PSI, trying to get that up to about 44 so, you know, I had to put a lot of air in it. It was at 19. Get it all squared away, get in the car, drive off. We're heading over to the restaurant. Then I'm like, oh, shit, I left my credit card in the machine <laughs> at the air, air hose. What I love, too, is on the way there, you're so polite and uh-huh. nice to me that you were like, I left my card uh, I left my card in the, at that place. Yeah, but yeah. I heard I left the card and I was like, oh, that's okay. I have lunch. Don't worry yeah, about it. I'll get it. lunch. I was like, no. And you're like, no, I, I physically left it. And I was like, oh, crap. Yeah. So by some miracle, and I always do this, by the way, for the last few years, because I've been burned several times with uh, bank fraud and all that stuff, online fraud, uh, I've been hacked, whatnot. So my new thing, this isn't some original thought. I'm sure a lot of people do this. I, I have a couple of credit cards with low interest rates. So I just buy I use that's my day to day. Yeah, I smart. buy gas, I buy mm-hmm. lunch, I buy groceries, everything on my credit card. That way, if it gets stolen or gets hacked or whatever, there's a limit. Mm-hmm. And with a credit card, you can dispute the charges. Hey, that wasn't me. Take that off. Blah blah. Much easier to deal with that than with a debit card. Right. So I've been doing the credit card thing a lot. So I stick the credit card in there. We fill you up with the air. We head on, and then almost to the restaurant. Oh shit! I left my thing. We turn around. It was a total of about ten minutes. That that credit card was just stuck in there by itself in yeah. public, unattended. Yep. There it was. And we pull back. We finally get back, and thank God it's there. Yeah. So. No so f- then it was okay. Let's start over. Let's we're start starting over. from the top. Yes. So okay. So we filled up the tire. I, I left the credit card. Retrieved the credit card. Now we're going back to the restaurant, and that PSI stop drop starts dropping again. And I'm like, oh crap! So I ran over something. Yeah, you for sure caught a nail or something. Yeah. So we park, and you were like, let's just call AAA, and while we eat, AAA will be en route, and then we'll hop out, and I'm like, no, I'm a man. I'm a man. I have a bit about this now, because it's always annoyed me. I don't know how many grown men friends I've been riding with, probably five or ten in the last decade, five or ten times, riding with whomever, Flat tire, they immediately call AAA. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'll do it. Right. And my bit is I think every man should be able to change a tire, and I mm-hmm. think a woman should be able to do it too. The only difference is I don't hate the woman who can't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm all, I, I, like Tony Soprano said, we change tires in this house. Uh, I changed tires. It's just because I'm not super mechanically inclined. I know the real basics with automotive, auto, automotive, automotive. Auto, automotive repair. I mean, I know the basics. I, you know, I used to change my own oil. You know, I can do real rudimentary stuff. Uh, but a lot of it I don't know. But the things that I can do and that I know how to do, I'm going to do it. Right. Because in an ideal situation, if you know what you're doing and you have the right tools, average person can change a tire in under 10 minutes. So I was like, no, no AAA, even though you've got AAA for both of us for this exact reason. Exactly. 
I was like, no. I'm We're not. a member of it. It's yeah. like being in a fun club. Yeah. Everyone could do it, by We're the way. in a club. So we have a nice lunch. We go back out, and the tire's completely flat at this point, as we suspected. And uh, so I start whipping out the, the jack and the spare tire. And we had to move all the clothes into, like, it was clothes. just so, oh, of course. And of course. get it all, you know, and I've done this. I've changed, you know, probably 50 times in my life. I've been driving now for... Next month will be 30 years I've been driving. Wow. 30 years I've been driving. You old. I'm old, yeah. So I've probably changed flat tires 50 times in the last 30 years. You know, shit happens. You get out there and you do it. So, but it, in my defense, it has been a while. So it was a little rusty. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I, good I, job. I got all the techniques <laughs> down, except for the fact, very important fact, by the way, very important tip when you're changing a tire. First thing you need to do is put that emergency brake on. Yeah. Uh, Forgot to put the emergency brake on. Fine, and you because we were like in a tight spot. It was, and you have like the real basic. Every car, you no, know, you've got a nice car, but no matter how nice the car is, the stuff that comes with it in terms of the jack and the tire tool and the spare tire, it's always crap. Yeah. You know, and true. what I used to do back in the day when I had a landscaping business, I would go. Uh, I, I every vehicle I had or every truck I had, I would go buy aftermarket gear, uh, tire tools and jacks and stuff. Get the good sturdy shit, not the little cheap stuff that they oh, include smart. with it. Smart. We, ne- we never did that with your car. Um, so, but that's not that's not why I forgot to put the parking brake on. I'm just an idiot. I forgot to put the parking brake on. But point being, so it takes a long time because we were like in a tight spot and the geometry was weird. <laughs> Poor Dave. So just doing like Poor little Dave. little quarter turns. Right. With the jack instead of a full turn or even a half circle. Just little, just little bitty quarter turns. It probably took like 10 minutes to get the thing jacked up to where I needed it to be. Got the lug nuts off first. That, by the way, injured myself trying to get the lug nuts off. Well, yeah, they were really tight. They, they were, were so they tight. They were tough. So I had to really like use all my, my leverage and all my torque. And for some, I don't know how I did this, but I hurt my calf. I hurt my leg, and I wasn't doing the thing where you put the tire tool in and then you stomp on it to get it started. I was just basically kind of like doing a, like a row or something, you know. I was kind of, I was low center of gravity, and with both hands I was pulling um, counterclockwise to lefty-loosey, righty-tighty to get those lug nuts off, and they were in there real good. But, uh, so yeah, on the the second one, uh, pulled a muscle in my calf. And I don't know how you pull a muscle in your calf by trying to (laughs) use your upper body and your arms to to undo lug nuts, but I did. Yeah. And then on the third lug nut, I pulled a muscle in my lower back. Right. So I injured myself (laughs) that way to start by getting the lug nuts off. So, you know, you always get the, you loosen the lug nuts first and then you jack up the car. Mm -hmm. Takes me 10 minutes to jack up the car. Mm -hmm. Finally get it high enough to Mm -hmm. pull the thing off. And you were helping and you were very helpful, but you... I'm jacking. You you start to pull off the thing. Oh well, no, you forgot a step. Oh, you, yeah. you, uh, my car is so weird and yeah. high and hard. Dave did the where the jack is. It you went into the plastic exactly, and I even did my due diligence <laughs> due diligence by telling you like, hey, you got to make sure you put it in the right place. You can't just put it anywhere because it'll puncture the fiberglass. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and I thought I had it in the right place because it looked like it was metal, mm-hmm. but unbeknownst to me, halfway up. Of the jacking process, there was start a, a little crash and cr- crack and crackle and crunch. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh fuck, that's on that's on the fiberglass, not the metal." So it had to re- pull it, unjack it there, 
readjust the jack, put it finally in the right spot. Another 10 minutes to get it finally jacked up. We get it jacked up. You go to pull the thing off. And by pulling the tire off, it made the, the fucking SUV. This isn't a little Mazda Miata. This no, it's a full-size a SUV. Big, big SUV. Slipped off the jack. And, and I had my foot right by the tire. And I had my legs under the under the car. And oh. I, uh, there was like a split second. And I, I just did a preemptive shout. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah! Because I was just <laughs> bracing for the impact. There was a split second where I'm like, this thing's going to amputate my legs. <laughs> Fortunately, it didn't fall deep enough to make contact. But man, it scared the shit out of me. It was. It was, it was terrifying. <sighs> so um, after all that... Oh, and, and when it did that, by the way, when it <laughs> slipped off the jack, it then warped the shitty little jack. It ruined the jack. And we and the jack was no longer. So then at that point, I had no choice but to finally swallow my pride and concede yep. and call AAA. And I'm so proud of you. And Franklin came, and he was lovely, and it took like two seconds. And then we drove home, and I took probably the slowest route home. <laughs> That could have, if you imagine, it, it, Fountain Street is basically my favorite street because it feels like a small town. Yeah. Multiple stop signs. 712 stop signs. <laughs> you cannot go over 20 miles an hour. It's a single lane. It's a single lane each way. <laughs> and it runs parallel. People don't know anything about Los Angeles yeah. or Hollywood. we got three or four major east-west thoroughfares. Yeah. So Hollywood Boulevard. Then Sunset Boulevard, Santa Monica Boulevard, mm-hmm. Melrose Avenue, Beverly, Beverly, yeah, there's even Third. So these there's four or five like major <laughs> east-west thoroughfares, but um, and those are good because they're two or three lanes in each direction. So you know you've got plenty of room to bob and weave and get around people and maneuver, and zero stop signs. <laughs> several obviously stop lights. Yeah, zero stop signs. So you were you were considering let's get home the fastest. Yeah. And I was like, well, we have a broken tire. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm not comfortable driving in it. Mm-hmm. And then and then my argument was, well, we have different preferences. Different preferences. <laughs> I just kept saying, we have different preferences, and that's okay. And it was one of those things where we weren't arguing with each other because mm-hmm. nobody in particular did anything wrong yesterday other than me being stubborn and not calling AAA immediately. But uh, it was just such, all these series of misadventures, we both were just so, just kind of like, bleh. Yeah. So the ride home was, side, and again, it's not like we got in an argument. There was no, there was no, no argument, fingers to I'm point. which I'm proud of us. Yeah. I am so proud of us But it was that. just like, man, yeah. just a series of like, ugh. It wasn't. <laughs> so one of those days. It was, and then, you know what? I, it's, it was interesting because I even, I was like, okay, there has to be an explanation for this. Mm-hmm. Like, there must be a supermoon or Gatorade or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Mer- oh, I'm sorry. Mercury's and retro. Mercury's and Gatorade. Gatorade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing. It was just like, no. Yeah. And I hate that. I'm like, no, give me a reason. But I will say, and you've taught me this, to always you know, find the positive in things. If that was one of my quote unquote bad days, because on paper, about five or six things happened that weren't good. You yeah, know, with, they were like with little the, dings. The like ticket ding, and the ding. 
the credit card, even mm-hmm. though nothing turned out negative with that, you know, just it, it derailed us. We had to circle back. And, of course, there's always the risk of someone grabbing it. The, the, the parking ticket, the credit card, pulled two different muscles, flat tire, you know, just all these things. Then, and we didn't enjoy the lunch because we were so worried about the flat tire. And yeah. Well, I, and you had a girlfriend, by the way. Oh, yeah. That Dave was. has a little girlfriend, and he didn't really. You do not really, have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend. I Let the record you show. You do have a lunch girlfriend. I do not have a lunch girlfriend. Um, I'm friendly to the staff of these so restaurants not, And I'm not I'm jealous. I get it, because yeah. I love you, and you're one hot piece of ass. But just so you know, and I'm not I out here that. flirting with people. No, no, I know. But it was very funny, because I used to work in a restaurant like that, where you, you kind of just own the land, because it's a, you know, it's... Very small, but... And you're there 40 hours a week. Family-owned The customers are in and out a little bit here. And you have regulars, and you start a rapport, so that's exactly what happened, because you're so kind, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But she was so odd to me. Yeah, she was very cold, and and cold to you and cold to me. Yeah, very And we were always friendly, because I'm always there by myself. Yeah. You know, or maybe, you know, I'll bring a friend there every now and then. Took Wes there last month. I take Fritz there sometimes. Yeah. But, uh... This is the first time she'd seen my beautiful wife, so Aww. I guess she was. Well, I and, looked like trash too. By and the by way, the guys, way my I'm, hair. It was just like one of those days where you wake up and I was like, I should shower, but let's just let it roll. And I'm not one of these guys. Even if I, even when I was single, I was not one of these guys. Who's like, she's into me. Like my radar for that kind of stuff is awful. I never know when a man or a woman or a man is flirting with me. Yeah, I never know because. I've never been that guy, even when I was single. Well, and you didn't, you weren't raised in a sister house. I was mm-hmm. raised in an all-girl house. Like, girls are friggin', we're different. But yeah, there was definitely a, an odd vibe there yesterday. I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's because Katie's here. But I always wear my wedding ring. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. And I think even, in, this is something Doesn't I do matter. all the time now in conversation. If ever, mm-hmm. not that I'm like super sensitive to this, because I don't want it to sound like, we have some weird relationship where we're not allowed to speak to anybody. No, no, you can. But I like, get it. when if the opportunity ever prevents it, uh, presents itself, I always weave in my wife. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my wife loves this, or me and my wife went there just to you know, in case they didn't see the ring. Aww. Hey, my wife. My wife has an inner ear infection. You know. I say partner. Partner. You're my partner, but then I feel like. People confuse me for being maybe a homosexual lady. Well, no, that's not what it is either. That's now that we're derailing Uh-oh. here, but no, like no, no, the I'm whole just... woke thing. I, mm-hmm. I always roll my eyes when people talk about the woke mob and woke people. Mm-hmm. You know, I love how that's an insult now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh look at this empathetic asshole. He's just, woke. Exactly. You're you have empathy. But <laughs> however, uh, this happened to a friend of mine one time. He said he was ordering coffee. And he said something about his wife, and the and the barista corrected him and said, "You mean your partner?" Oh, okay. And n- no, not okay. Oh, <laughs> hey, stranger, making my coffee. If my wife doesn't mind me referring to her as wife, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. This is none of your business. Well, and it wasn't like it was like, oh my effing exactly. wife battle axe. But could you imagine <laughs> correcting somebody? You mean your partner? No, she's my wife. Yeah. You you can have whatever partner you want, but we are married. I'm a man. She's a woman. Not that, the, you know, I'm not going off on any conservative rant, but, like, she's she likes to be identified as wife. She's my wife. <laughs> she likes to be identified as wife. But I just Hello, wife. I can't imagine someone correcting somebody. You mean your partner. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's none of your business. It's my <laughs> wife. Now, she's my wife. She's not. I don't own her. 
Right. I don't, you know, she's not my little woman. Mm-mm. No, but she's my wife. Yeah. I'm her husband. Stay out of it, lady. Wife, husband. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it. I don't know how we got started talking about that. No, but it was really funny because I didn't even know I was doing this. Mm-hmm. But I am so good at instinct. Uh, instinctually? Instinctually, sure. sure. Mm-hmm. I just know, because I'm a girl, and mm-hmm. I would have thought the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this cute guy comes in, kind of have a crush on him. You know, and I'm sure she has. Cute's a strong word for me. You are cute. I don't know if I'm You're a cute, cute guy You're cute awesome, <laughs> sexy beast. Is that better? Sure. Okay. So this, you know, cute, awesome, sexy beast comes in. You know, often he, oh, and it's a family-owned company, mm-hmm. so you are obviously kind to everybody. Yeah, everybody who works there it lives in, is in the same family. <laughs> yeah. And what was great is that I noticed, like, there was a lot of stares, mm-hmm. and I felt people staring at me, and I was like, God. And I remember working at Spitz, where we met, and um, the kitchen people, the kitchen people, which I was you one were, of those. you were a kitchen yeah, person. I was a kitchen person. But I was a kitchen partner. They would come out if they wanted to see someone, hmm. like, oh, check out this girl, blah, 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 mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm not saying they were like, check it out. It was like, oh, my my husband that I have a crush on in her head mm-hmm. has a person. Go check her out. And there was about two people that came out to get drinks. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. And then went back in, and I was like, oh, this is karma. Because I used to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. When I was single at times at Spitz, mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, I have a crush on somebody like, woo. And then they would bring in, you know, their friend or whoever they're dating. And I was like, but why? We were in love in my head. We had a thing. We had to thing. But yeah. Um, so instinctually, I got all mama bearish, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. I'm going to be the best patron ever. Because you don't want to be the bitchy wife. And since it was my idea <laughs> and I know how much you hate lunch, I'm always <laughs> like, I'm paying. I'm paying. Not that like I'm the man I pay. No, you wanted but to take. I yes. want. I want. Sometimes I like to take you out, especially if I know you're like not super into it, but you're just being a good sport. Well, at the very least, you shouldn't have to pay for it. Not that any of that matters. We're married. It's all the same pot. But just you know, in theory, in principle, you know, if I'm going to drag you to a restaurant that you're not super stoked about, I'm going to pay. Right. But you pulled a power move. I did. I pulled a power move, and I didn't even know I was doing it. Um. Not only. Did I pay for the bill? But I also walked up to said little lady that has a crush on you, which she should, because you're awesome. I was just like, can we get a short rib to go? Yeah. Also, the most expensive thing on the menu, we'll take another one of those to go. Well, because I know you loved it, and I know, I was like, well, it's worth it because of dinner, and I that's how I justify it in my head. It's like, okay, we're at lunch, but now it's like two things. It's like dinner and lunch and whatever. And it, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to be a B word, but like instinctually, I've, I just did this. Then I gave my card, and I was like, do not let him pay. Thank you so much. So I go back. Uh, she comes back, you know, and asks for if I wanted a refill on my iced tea. It was one of those refills where they don't replenish the ice. I hate that. And it and was a sugar-filled tea. She got me. I, I was unsweetened, but then she went sugar-filled. Listen, I've Still, done that trick at Spitz we before, too. We call that sweet tea. Sugarville. Sugarville. <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about like like a weird drug thing. He's Sugarville. That's just called sweet tea. Um, but I didn't complain. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll have this raspberry iced tea and I'll sip it gladly because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be at all a bad patron. Mm-hmm. 
cleaned every plate perfectly. I set them. I put all the silverware, like, you know, when you bust the table so it's easy for others to pick it up. It's perfect. And I overtipped. You always do that. And I was like, yeah, I win. <laughs> Isn't that weird? You, and then you won a game I wasn't even aware you were playing. I know. I didn't know I was playing it. And then I was like, oh, why was I getting all weird? And then we figured it out because you were so cute. You were like, it's really strange. She's usually really nice to me and talks. And <laughs> yeah, we have like, you know, it's so strange. She was so cold. And I was like, I know exactly what happened. Huh. I know. Yeah, see, I never think about that stuff. I know. But the drive home, I mean, yeah, I think we did good because old us would have just been like, Rawr! Yeah. But so, or at least old me. But yeah, so point being, if that's one of my quote-unquote bad days, I guess I'm doing all right because, you know, uh, it, I was always raised to look at things like, I don't know if it's pessimistic, but like, oh, no, I guess it was positive, but like things could always be worse. A hundred percent. Things could always be worse. You know, instead of a flat tire, we could have gotten a wreck. Yeah. Uh, I could have been alone. You could have been alone. Instead of uh, me circling back and retrieving my credit card, it could have gotten stolen. Yeah. We could have got food poisoning. Fraudulent (laughs) charges, all that stuff, yeah. I could have have cut my hand on the, while changing the tire and had to go to the ER or something. So, you know, a little pulled muscle here or there, not too bad. Well, and it's interesting because I didn't have my phone because easily I would have just been like, okay, I'm going to call I'm calling, it. yeah. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, but I didn't have my phone. I didn't have control. You had a phone and I was just like, Ugh. like it was teaching me patience, but I was just like, it's okay. Don't also, worry about it. We're don't in, worry about it. We're in Echo Park, Los Angeles, <laughs> literally less than a mile from Dodger Stadium. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we talked about like a year ago, I got really into, you know, my fresh look. I started yes. rocking the uh, the Hawaiian shirts mm-hmm. and paying a little more attention to my accessories and stuff. But here lately, for whatever reason, I'm just kind of going back to my active shooter wardrobe. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, I got literally, I got nine or ten of the exact same black pocketed uh, Carhartt t-shirt. So I just wear that and I wear my khaki shorts and my, and my kicks. And uh, But yeah, yesterday I decided to put on kind of a flamboyant yeah. uh, Hawaiian shirt with yep. my cool new uh, retro Atlanta Braves fitted cap. Yep. And uh, so, and where there was a lot of pedestrian, a lot of foot traffic where <laughs> And a we lot were. of looks of like stupid. Yeah. And I got so many looks and a couple guys even had like Dodgers gear, <laughs> but even the guys who didn't, but I got so many looks of like, sh- of course, this fat idiot with the Atlanta Braves hat in a stupid Hawaiian shirt. Of course, this idiot can't change a flat tire. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, I normally could do this. I can do this. Watch <laughs> me do it. But I got a lot of like shameful looks by by other men. Like, look at this. Because I'm the same way. Like yeah. I said, I got the bit about it. You, A man, an able-bodied man should be able to change a flat tire. And, uh, you know, all those people walking by, they didn't see the first 20 minutes when I almost had it. Or at the very least, was putting forth an effort. Yeah. But uh, then once the uh, the jack broke, then I'm just standing out there for 20 minutes. Just might as well just had a sign that said, I'm a loser who can't change a tire. Well, and in those moments, here I was talking to Dr. Julie about this this morning, where, oh, sorry, the timer went off. Okay, we're just going to, okay. Um, Dr. Julie, I was telling her, and she was so impressed with how, because it was the outside stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It was the outside annoyances. Nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with me. And I think noticing that helped us. 
And also in those situations, I knew, oh, crap, Dave's going to be upset because he, you know, the tire, the the car. And I pulled that tire so hard that it it wasn't ready yet to be pulled, mm-hmm. and that's why the whole thing happened. But it's on me. I, I forgot <laughs> to. That, that's literally the most important thing. Got to put the car in, uh, emergency brake on. Got to put that brake on. Yeah. I didn't do that, and it slipped right off. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. I should have done that, too. But anyway, uh, and she was saying how, okay, good. Like, this is a good thing. I was raised, though, where in those moments, I was yesterday when you were, like, quiet, and I was just like, let's make fun out of this. Let's, you know, I wanted to dance and make it better and, like, entertain you and myself. And I was like, no, this is a crap situation. Mm -hmm. I don't want to over-talk. I don't want to, you know what I mean? And I just kind of sat with it, and it what I didn't die. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to perform. Mm -hmm. I just think... In those situations, that's my automatic go-to. Like, mm-hmm. let me dance and make it happy and fun. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes things aren't happy and fun, and you just got to sit and wait it out. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm definitely guilty. I, I feel like I've gotten better as I've gotten older, but I'm, I'm definitely guilty of um, catastrophizing little things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just not major things, but just the domino effect of like, of course this didn't work because that didn't work. And of course this is probably not going to work. And like, of course I don't have this tool that I need. And of course I don't have this ingredient that I need. Just one fucking day. Yeah. You know, and letting that infuse you, but it's also called collecting evidence. Mm -hmm. So if you have a truth about something in your head, like, okay, I can change a tire in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, when you don't, you're like, well, here's why, here's why, here's why, here's why, here's Mm -hmm. why. Like, same with me and the girl, right? Like, okay, she's in love with Dave. Here's why, here's why, here's why, here's why. I'm going to, you know, it's it's what we do to kind of make our thoughts a little like, oh, this is normal. Mm-hmm. These thoughts are normal. Mm-hmm. My reaction is normal. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I do the same exact thing, and it's just so funny because I'll catch myself. And yesterday after we we came, I, I walked out, and I was like, can we talk? I feel weird. <laughs> and we had a conversation and it wasn't, I was like, I don't want to fight about this or yeah, something. No, no, we weren't. And we're we weren't though. We were communicating. But in zero my Zero hostility. Head, when there's zero hostility, then there's no threat of a fight. We're just communicating. We were just communicating. And it was, and I was like explaining my point of view. You were explaining your point of view. It wasn't, and I never did that growing up. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, big, huge blow up. Everything's awful sweep it under the rug, mm-hmm. let's go get an ice cream. Yeah. And that's, you know. That's great in the moment, but that doesn't prevent it from happening again next right. time. And learning, like, okay, mm-hmm. now I know. If I'm in a, in a crappy mood, didn't shower, don't feel really cute, and I, I had this thing I had to do later, and, you know, it, I should have just said, hey, you mm-hmm. know what, I know you want a fun day. I'm so sorry I can't. Mm-hmm. But even that, I was like, okay, I'll, let me Go ahead and buck up and go. And, yeah, it just is interesting when you go in. It's almost like going into a football game without pads. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, ugh, I need to have all my pads on to exit the house. you got to have the right gear. sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, not, not a huge deal. But, yeah, and, you know, I'm guilty of, like, living in my own little fun time bubble over here. Yeah, where, me you know, too. Where, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think a part of that is not having kids, but like. The that state, wouldn't have been a big deal for the, yeah, parents. Yeah, I exactly. I think parents would have been like, what? That's a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, 
because we don't have kids, the stakes are very low. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not often riddled with inconveniences the way, you know, somebody who's got kids and a nine to five and certain stresses that maybe we don't have. And um, so, yeah, if this is my version of a quote unquote bad day, I guess I'm doing pretty good. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was thinking that too. I don't want to get too consumed in our little bubble, mm-hmm. which is so easy for me to do. Sure. And I'm not discounting what our stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, like when we get frustrated or whatever, but it is neat to compare like, and be like, oh man, yeah, this is why <laughs> we don't have kids. We yeah. chose not to because mm-hmm. my temperament and how I work, mm-hmm. I know I would not do well. Yeah. And we're both fortunate that we're both self-employed. Yeah. You know, we don't punch a clock. We don't have a boss. Yeah. So, I mean, those two things alone, not having kids and not having to punch a clock. I mean, those So those we're kind huge. of, yeah, we're kind of on our own in mm-hmm. ways. So when we have to like go together, like for, you know, 4th of July, mm-hmm. we had the neighbors and yeah, we sat I, at the courtyard and you basically catered an entire meal for strangers. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't want you to do, but I was like, right. I, I thought. It's almost like I got corn the other day, and I was like, here's corn. Don't you like preparing stuff? And you're like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> but in my head, I make these, like, oh, he likes cooking. Well, yeah. It's cool. He likes it. Once your friends and family and neighbors find out that you're not only a cook, but a good cook, it's kind of like owning a truck. Oh, you when, always have you know, to move. you got to help people move. <laughs> yeah. So whenever there's, like, a community, you know, a potluck dinner type situation or a holiday celebration, oh, Dave can cook us up something. I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. And it was funny, too, because we've talked about how much we love Mark and Virgie, our neighbors. Oh, my gosh, they're my, they're my best friends. A couple of sweethearts. Yeah. But uh, Mark suggested, <laughs> Mark asked if I would make um, peach cobbler. I had mentioned... How I had made peach cobbler on my Patreon, by the way, Dave's Kitchen Patreon. Go see, dude. How it's I make the best peach cobbler. peach cobbler I've ever had. Um, so I was just telling him about that like a week or two ago, and then the next day or something, when you suggested that we all kind of have a little courtyard Fourth of July cover dish picnic thing, and Mark was like, "Maybe you could make the um, peach cobbler," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> but then this is the first time this has ever really happened to me to this extent. Not only did he volunteer me to make the peach cobbler, he then <laughs> proceeded to give me three separate modifications that he requested. Well, he's diabetic. He's, and I get that. <laughs> I, I get that, but maybe don't suggest peach a dessert. You know? So he asked it, A, if I make it with um, half the sugar, mm-hmm. and I normally do, and I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh, yum, but sure. B... Uh, can you use real peaches instead of canned or jarred peaches? And that's where I put my foot down. I was like, I can, but uh, you know, the reason I don't use fresh peaches is I'm not good at peeling them. They're a real pain in the ass to peel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if you want to peel some peaches and bring them over, I'll, and so he did that. Instead of being like, oh, I understand, like yeah. the subtle cue, he's yeah. like, oh, I'll help you. Yeah. And Instead then of being like, oh, that's thing. no big deal. However you make it's fine. <laughs> And then the third request was, uh, I like my peach cobbler with all the crumbly stuff on the top. And that's not how I make mine, but I was like, sure thing. So I got a, a recipe request with three different modifications. And then... Old people. You got to know old people. They, and then yeah. it was agreed upon that I was going to make uh, peach hot. cobbler, macaroni salad, and hot dogs. Yep. And then they bring their own hot dogs because Mark likes Hebrew National, even though he's not Jewish. 
And then, but I was like, okay. So now it's on. Now it's on. So I, I, and I've talked about this before. I get these special hot dogs house made at McCall's Butcher Shop. so good. Los Feliz. They they make their own. That concept, like we all know the jokes about hot dogs and they're just scraps, like, Mm -hmm. but people still love hot dogs. How good would a hot dog be if they weren't made from scraps, if they were made from good meat? And that's what McCall's does. These hot dogs are insane. And then I simmered them in uh, beer and pickled pepper brine. Ooh, it was Simmer those for like 30 minutes, you know, score the dogs a little bit, put some cuts in there so they can get some of that flavor to penetrate. Oh. So when I whipped out my big Dutch oven full of simmered house-made dogs, I think they were all like, never mind about our hot dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I invited my dearest, dearest friend who I love, Lou. He's just my angel. He's, I'm so proud of him. He graduated uh, college and is a social worker now and is just so he's just the best and I did one of those invitations and nothing against Lou but both of us are like hey let's go to Target tomorrow and then we'll flake on each other and it's no big deal it's just how our friendship is yeah. and so I said uh, he asked what I was doing for 4th of July I said oh Dave's you know cooking and we're hanging out with Mark and Virgie and it was one of those oh really and I was like oh you're welcome to come if you want mm-hmm. Did not think he would take me up on it. Uh-huh. Did not even, we live in West Hollywood. He hasn't been over here. It's a holiday. Well, he showed up, which was great. Did he tell you in route that he was coming? Or No, no, I'm sorry. He, I just thought he w- we were going to flake. Like, uh-huh. okay, yeah, maybe. He, he said, maybe I'll stop by. Okay. That was like the text. And you thought that, well, that's not happening. Yeah, and, and then was, he just shows up. Yeah. And then, so then the table, we have a very small table. And so then there was another person. And I know with older people, I am like a wizard. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of out of practice now. Uh, they do not like sudden changes. Yes, no. Very, very bad. A sudden curveball of a random stranger, by the way. No impromptu, nothing. (sighs) Nothing. Nothing. Just full on, oh, Katie brought a friend. That was like, oh. So that, and then another neighbor came down Uh and was just like, I'll be right down. (laughs) We were all like, what? You weren't invited. (laughs) She comes down. You know, the seating, it was just very chaotic. Mm -hmm. And I just saw your face and I felt so bad because I (laughs) wanted you to have a fun time. And I realized this is what I used to do with my family. Mm -hmm. I used to just be like, oh, Dave's a great cook. He likes to cook. Yay. And then my family is not the most um, easygoing. Well, my dad wasn't. And so you and people would be in your kitchen and it was a lot Mm -hmm. of work. And so that's that's a good rule of thumb for everybody, um, especially with big meals, holidays, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. If you're not contributing, mm-hmm. if you're not helping cook, stay the hell out of the kitchen. Yeah. Get yeah. out of my way. You're in yeah. my way. Well, people want to help. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, OK, but here's how you could help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mom would always give me jobs like cook some shit at your home and bring it over. <laughs> right. Or don't come over to where we're at <laughs> and start cooking the shit you should have cooked yesterday at your place. Well, this is a family thing. I don't know if you ever got jobs like when there's like family dinners and stuff, but I was in charge of doing the water. So it'd be like a table of 13 people. I would get the water glass. I would get the ice. And my mom was very good at like, you know, steering me in the direction. Mm -hmm. So I'm out of the kitchen, which now I realize is what she was doing. And then the other sisters had to like get, you know, who wants drinks and blah, blah, blah. Like we all had little jobs Mm -hmm. to avoid the kitchen. We knew... Don't help unless she calls. 
Um, and I forget that cooking, it just comes so easy to you. It's almost like with me and I, I feel like sometimes I could be a therapist to people, right? Like sometimes people will just talk and talk at me and I'm like, oh Lord, how did I open this door? But it's not, I like doing it, but it's like, oh man. Well, and two, just because it comes easy to someone doesn't necessarily mean it is easy. Right. You know, right. A, a carpenter, you <laughs> know, right. is good at building a table, but it's still hard work and it I takes a lot of time and planning. That way. Yeah. 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 Just because I'm good at it doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. Because the, the way I cook, you know, I don't it's do it half ass. And hours. It, well, it's a lot of physical work, a lot of sweating and stirring <laughs> and standing, but also a lot of like mental preparation and actual preparation, you know, making sure I've got all the ingredients and making sure the ratios and everything. You know, so there's a lot of, there's a mental aspect and a physical aspect, and neither one are necessarily easy. Right. And, you know, yes, I've done this a lot, and I'm glad you enjoy my cooking, but it's not like I can just snap my finger and create a Thanksgiving meal. That takes days of yeah. planning. And I'm not a cook, so I'm in my head. I've literally made up the story like, oh, you like to cook? Cool. Yeah. And and yesterday I realized like, oh, wait, Katie, maybe he doesn't like working <laughs> for free. Yeah. And No, and I don't mind. I don't <laughs> mind. But it's, um, I guess the point is, you know, if I'm going... To, if I'm going to cook and do all this other stuff, like do what you can do to just make my life a little easier in that, you know, it's just a bunch of little nuanced things that, uh, like what? Uh, well, for example, we're talking about, there was a, there was a, uh, Thanksgiving where I was at your dad's house <laughs> making everything from scratch, literally everything. And then I, you know, pe- other guests that show up. Hey, I know that you volunteered to make a green bean salad casserole. You should have done that shit at home and brought it over. Right. I'm working in this kitchen right now. I'm cooking all the other stuff. Isn't you know? that usually kind of the the rule? Like, hey, yeah. I'm going to bring green bean. Yeah. So you do it at your house, yes, you, and then you heat it up there. Yes. Yes. We'll throw it in the oven, heat it up. But like, there's there's been times where, like, I've been in there for hours, and I got everything going. I got five different things going. I got ingredients everywhere, and then someone just shows up. It's like, I need a bowl, and I need a spatula, and I need the butter. And I, what? <laughs> what? Like, no, make that shit at home. And yeah. Also, you know, maybe don't uh, second guess. I, this is the other thing I hate. Like, oh, you're you're putting that much of that in there? <gasps> oh, oh, people oh, did. You, I didn't oh, even yeah. notice oh, that. Oh, I've got other family members. Oh, you do it that way? Uh, yeah, I do it that way. Oh, you're doing interesting. I've never seen it done that way. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Guess what? You could always not fucking eat it. How about that? (laughs) Just a little, you know, and sometimes I'm hypersensitive to that, but like (laughs) I can always tell when someone's being a little passive aggressive. Like my thing is too, if you're not contributing to the thing, whether it be cooking on your own time and bringing it or throwing in some cash for the general fund of, you know, groceries, if you're not contributing in almost any way, Mm -hmm. you you need to shut the hell up. Yeah, exactly. In terms of don't second guess how I'm cooking this. Don't second guess how I'm presenting it. Don't just, that's one of my pet peeves. I understand. If you're not contributing, just shut the hell up and eat it. And if you don't want to eat it, you don't got to eat it. But please shut the fuck up in regards to inquiring and questioning and second guessing. And Yeah, that's you know, so frustrating. That's one of my pet peeves. That is so interesting because I've always just been on dad duty. Like, okay, go go sit with dad. 
he has ADHD or go, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I wanted to leave you alone in the kitchen, but then how do I help? Uh, no, and you're great about that. You, you'll pop in and go, how can I help? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do know, oh, you can take the trash out or you mm-hmm. can wash this dish real quick or you can go get me some more paper towel, you know. That's the dishwashing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the dishwashing mm-hmm. is a great tool of mine. Like yeah. I could just stand at the sink. You hand me the things because as you're cooking, you know, you need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you'll need to reuse it. But then you have to do a, you know, wash mm-hmm. real quick. Put me at the washing. Yeah. You cook it, I'll clean it. Yeah. And also going back to like people second guessing and looking over your shoulder. I'll tolerate a little bit of that from my buddy who's the kitchen manager. At a mm. restaurant. Right. Or right. my b- other buddy who's got 18 years of experience of being a barbecue pit master. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to their suggestions or even passive aggressive comments. But right. lady who can't make hamburger helper, I, I'm, I don't need to field <laughs> your questions about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. That's fair. The lady with almost no expertise in cooking, shut the hell up and eat it. Well, I also know, too, another thing. My dad used to do that drove you crazy. would be like, hey, Dave, come here. Come sit with me. Yeah. And it's like, no, Dad, not all of us have had Corrine Strandberg, my mom, mm-hmm. to make food for us silently. Yeah. yeah. And he said, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm making you dinner. That's what I'm, I'm cooking your dinner. That's what I'm doing. The first time, that first Thanksgiving, he came over the whole time. What are you doing in there? Like an hour and a half early because my making mom has anxiety. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm oh. doing. What do you think I'm doing? Yeah. How do you think this meal's going to get prepared if you're not going to And he's like, oh, all right. <laughs> cool. And then about five minutes later, what are you doing? But yeah, and I know I'm hypersensitive to that. And, and, and it's all in good fun. But, you know, if we're being honest, like if you're not contributing to the thing, that's fine. But how about you shut the hell up and figure out a way to be helpful rather than critical or passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Well, and then to make up for the, the crap fourth, of July, not crap. No, it was fine. It, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was more than fine. It was fun. It no, was it just was cute and fun. It was, it's always neighborly. more work than I anticipate. Right. And same. And then you wanted, you watched the Braves that day, which mm-hmm. thank God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well at least Braves are on. I was like, Thank you, Braves. Uh, and then the next day, to make up for it, it was just like, <laughs> so, those were our days. But no, nah, we're still, we're good. If that's if that's a bad day, we're doing, we're doing great. We're doing so great. So great that we talked over what I was going to talk about Do you want to get into that? Do you want to save it for next what week? What do you think? It's up to you. Follow I mean, your heart. I don't know. I'm Follow just, I feel like we were talking about mm-hmm. therapy a lot. With our little story, mm-hmm. and that we're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I got to tell you, I got to mm-hmm. be honest, boo. I, I put the timer on, mm-hmm. right? There's three timers. I got mm-hmm. a little confused. Yeah, there's a lot of timers. I have the, uh, well. You have a I, timer for your timer. I have three timers. This timer <laughs> reminds me to change my timer. <laughs> well, this timer was supposed to be the master timer. Gotcha. Not masturbator. Uh-huh. I don't know why I had to Look say that. Look at you. Oh, Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> You're welcome. This is not the timer um, I jack off with. Anyway. The- <laughs> Gross. I time Ooh. myself. I'm on a very regimented schedule. When Get that timer evil, goes off, I'm done, whether I'm done or not. juices out. Mm-hmm. Well, and we were talking, so I was going to do the whole thing, time it, see mm-hmm. how long? Mm-hmm. And then I, I reset it on accident. Mm-hmm. So it was at 37, oh, and now it's at 
1630. So I don't know how to do 3716. I got a timer over here in, oh, the, in the you, you podcast machine. So I, I know where we're at. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't. Uh-huh. So, so that's fun. We're approaching kind of, you know, this is our own thing. We answer to no one, but we try to keep it, you know, somewhat in a boundaries of uh, a timely manner. Yeah. You know? We want to keep it timely. We want to keep it tidy. So, but, but if you have a, a nice presentation that, uh, you know, would require a little more time, we can always uh, save it for next week. I would like to save it for next week. Let's save it I for really next week, would though. because, listen, guys, it's a, it's a, it's a doozy. Mm-hmm. Also, I was having a hard time explaining it to myself, so mm-hmm. this will be good. I'll, 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 I'll clean it up. It'll be polished. Mm-hmm. You'll be ready for things to next week. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of experience uh, doing podcasts and not getting to the intended topic, so oh, okay. it's not, not a problem. Okay. Well, yeah, and it's, it's 4th of July. Yeah. It's a fun week. We just, you know, catch up. It's good. It's good. It's good. How's everything else going? You feeling good? Feeling great. Meds I'm, are on point. Meds are good? all cooking, baby. They're cooking with gas. Good, boo. And, oh, um, I'm excited for our cleanse. We're going to be cleansing it up. Yeah, I think, uh, man, I've Oof. just, I don't know what's been going on with me lately. Oh, my gosh, me too. I've just, I've been eating like a fucking POW <laughs> who just escaped camp. Like, I've just, I don't know, just, I, I fluctuate, I have good months and bad months, and yeah, man, I'm just, uh. I know. No, I know. Same. Kind of I've been ordering friggin' dessert. You ordered delivered dessert. I know, and I don't understand. It's awful. It's horrible. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm disgusting. And I was like. Bring me ice cream. Like, please. <laughs> well, it's frozen yogurt. In my defense, it's dairy-free. Ugh. Oh God, I'm a monster. Anyway, um, we are watching Succession. I'm obsessed. Yeah, rewatching that. <gasps> we finished it a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. as we we do this a lot with series, is mm-hmm. well, see, we didn't. We had watched that one seasons one, two, and three over the course of the last few years. Yeah, and then when we waited for season four to be done before we watched any of them, so that way we could binge it. Yes. And then when we finished the finale, we were like, well, let's go back and start it all over again. Yeah, we wanted to revisit. Because uh-huh. it's I, not like we binged all four seasons at once and restarted it. Like I said, we we only started watching season four. Yeah. I mean, we saw the others. I'm rambling. No, no, yeah. no. I understand what you're saying. We didn't saying. just sit and binge it in its entirety two straight times. Yeah. Yeah. And so. now we're revisiting all of our friends, and it makes me feel good because yeah. it reminds me of my family, not because we're billionaires, but because of the trauma. That show <laughs> does do a good job of making you sometimes like greedy billionaires. I you know, know. All those characters are greedy billionaires. Karen Culkin but- is my favorite character of life, mm-hmm. and he's the biggest a-hole on that show. I think one of them. Well, no, I don't know. Not to go off on this topic, and I, you know, I'm definitely not – political or super socially uh, aware, but just the in this day and age, the fact that billionaire is such a dirty word. Oh, yeah. People hate billionaires. And I get it. I get greed and blah, 100%. blah. But my question is, like, if there is a defense to billionaires, mm-hmm. don't most of them create many, 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 many jobs, which is a good thing? Yes. Yes, they do. Cherry pick, like, and and make no mistake, I'm not defending billionaires, but but just people are—they're so villainized. But it's like, okay, I I get all that, but they also—do they do anything? They create a bunch of jobs, and a lot of them probably, you know, do some charitable works and all that. But yeah, I just—I love how people ignore anything good once they're 
locked labeled in, that, yeah. yeah, labeled on something that's villainous. But uh, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, this show is fascinating because also it's a look into a world obviously I have no knowledge of. Honestly, I, I can't follow most of it. Yeah, I, with the business, the whole end business of angle, <laughs> I have no. But also just wealth at that level, like what? What do you like? Yeah, it's just so foreign. I guess obviously that's part of the appeal of the show or any show where like. You're living in their life. Yeah, something that uh, you don't have experience in. And yeah. Very few people do have experience of being a billionaire. But that but, uh, that would be my word of mouth. If we're doing word of mouth, yeah. that would be my word of mouth. Yeah. Revisit no. Succession. Give it a shot. heard of that little show. Ugh. Uh, my word of mouth, uh, here's a weird one. Uh, baseball in general. <laughs> baseball. It's so much fun this year. Just baseball. And, and not just because my team is... Without question, the most dominant team in the Man, entire league. You really have it. You have the baseball fever, and it is it is thick. And well, I'm proud of you. Braves are just absolutely dominating. Well, I get it. They're dominating people. Vanderpump Rules is still dominating. They're so much fun to watch. Yeah. Now I understand most people listening have no uh, affiliation or emotional attachment to the Atlanta Braves. So I was just say baseball in general. Uh, some things have changed this year in baseball mm-hmm. uh, to make the game uh, more interesting. Yeah. For years, all I've heard is baseball is so boring. It's boring. Like because okay. there's no timer. And there's no. T- but they're 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 changing some stuff up this year. Bit. Now there's a timer. There's a pitch <gasps> clock. There's a pitch Ooh, clock. What so does the that game, mean? Well, just means once the ball's in play and the pitcher has it, there's I think it's 18 seconds that and it changes depending on if someone's on base. It's a little more, a little less, but. Used to, there was zero clock in any context in any capacity in baseball. Now, there's still not a game clock the way basketball and football and almost every other sport has. Which is good, you uh, know, because you could time it. But you can, to speed <laughs> it up, they have a pitch clock now where once the pitcher, the ball's in play, the ball's in between plays, and now the pitcher has the ball and he's getting ready to pitch. The batter has to be ready by a certain time. The pitcher has to throw it by a certain time. So, anyway, point being, the game's being sped up. Good. Uh, there's I a mean, couple other rules. The bases are bigger. The actual Ooh. bases are bigger, which, you know, someone might be like, what the hell does that matter? Well, it helps with stolen bases. Yeah. Instead of 90 feet apart, now they're a few inches shorter, so people are stealing more bases. There's a new rule when the pitcher, uh, if there's a runner on first or any base, and the pitcher, instead of pitching it to the to home plate to the batter, if he chooses to throw it to the base, like, if there's somebody on first and he chooses to throw it over at first, that's called a pickoff move hmm. or a pickoff attempt. That's just so that the runner doesn't get too big of a lead and then steal easily. So, he, you know, he can legally throw it over there. But now they can only do it two times. Ooh. So on that second time, or no, you can do it two times, but on that third time, if you don't pick him off, if you don't get him out, then that player gets to go to the next base. Interesting. Yeah, so there's, there's, they've established a few rules this year. Uh, they Does that the, happen a lot in sports? Like, I thought it was just like, here's the Bible rules and never, ever, ever. Do oh, no, they're constantly. The NFL really? is constantly. Uh, NFL, it's for different. For baseball, they're tweaking these rules to make the game more exciting and fast-paced. In football, they're constantly changing little rules for the safety of the players. Well, yeah, they're yeah, like putting the, their lives on exactly. the line so, for entertainment. No, the, <laughs> all sports are constantly tweaking these little bitty rules, but they've done a lot this year to kind of uh, – Pick up the pace and make it more interesting. For example, in extra innings now, uh, this started a couple years during the pandemic season, but in extra innings, if we go to the 10th inning, now every extra inning, every inning after the ninth inning, starts with a runner on second base. Oh, wow. Because hopefully it'll be easier to score that guy. Therefore, we they're trying to eliminate the 
19 inning games where it's just, you know, the score hasn't changed for three hours. You know, they're making it easier to score once yeah. we get to the extra innings, hoping that, you know, we don't have any more 15, 16, 17 inning games. Wow. Hopefully, even if a game goes to extra innings, the theory is we'll start everybody at second base. That way, hopefully, this game will wrap up by the 10th or 11th or 12th inning. So, anyway, point being, a okay. bunch of little rule changes this season and the last few seasons. That uh, And there's so many great young stars right now. I mean, my beloved Ronald Acuna Jr. without like him. Best player in the game. Well, yeah, he seems fun. Best player in the game, not named Shonei Otani. We've talked about him, how with a guy with the Angels who's both a pitcher and a hitter. Oh, yeah. Just does not happen. Also, the Angel Stadium has waterfalls, just mm-hmm. FYI, a beautiful sight. Yep. But, okay. yeah, Braves. Oh, also, uh, eight. Eight players from the Braves going to the All-Star game. That's insane. Several teams have one player. We have eight players wow. going to the All-Star. They're just, they're so good. They're so much fun to watch. I'm just so proud. They're I'm so, so proud of you. I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. It's a good baseball season. Yeah. So baseball is your word of mouth. Great, great season. I love it. Yeah. I lot, love it. A lot of fun players. Not just Braves. A lot of fun players all over. The, uh, Reds have got a new guy. My buddy Ryan Singer, huge Reds fan. They got a great young guy. The guy you were looking at yesterday who uh, had like the Terminator glasses. I uh, love him. Ellie De La Cruz. fun and just excited to be there, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, just so many fun young players making the game very exciting. So if you're, uh, you know, if you're a baseball fan, you don't need me to preach to the choir, but if you're one of those people that's like, eh, I kind of like him, it's kind of boring, I haven't seen it in a while, give it a chance. It's a great way to spend a few hours. Also, uh, for the ladies that do have baseball fans mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever, your partner or roommate likes baseball, Here's a fun thing. You could check in on it, mm-hmm. then putter around. Mm-hmm. I'm a putterer. Yeah. I need a putter. She loves to but putter. But I, I check in. Mm-hmm. My favorite part is when the bottom changes mm-hmm. and like that stripe, mm-hmm. and then you see other teams. And my favorite is when I see the little blue J. That's cute. Yep. Those are the fun games I'm looking at. Well, some context. Oh, blue J's remind me of my sister. There you go. Who I love. Uh, boo, we are going out on the road together. <gasps> I know, I'm excited. Yeah! All these dates are up on my website right now. Most of them have tickets for sale. There's still a couple where people are dragging their feet. Uh, DIY comedy. Just yeah. having to do it all yourself. Hey, man, can I get that ticket link? Please. Hey, man. Hey, man. Please. Hey, you want to sell tickets this show, right? We're going to need a ticket link. Yeah. Can we get that ticket link? Can we confirm this show? Anyway, not picking out anybody in particular, but always a headache when you're booking your own tours. I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. This is all done myself. But, uh, yeah, so some of these dates don't have tickets available yet, but they will very soon. Uh, Here we go. August 16th. And, by the way, just to clarify, Katie will be with me. Yes, I will. Come visit. Yes. Katie's going to do a quick five to seven minutes. Five to seven. And, oh, boy. And then we'll have some local openers, and then I'll be doing about an hour on all these shows. But uh, August 16th, we'll be in Wilmington, North Carolina. August 17th, Columbia, South Carolina. The 18th of August, Charleston, South Carolina. You've never been to Charleston. I know. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. Southern Charm, people. You better come. So beautiful. sure a lot of Southern Charmers listen to this podcast. August 19th, Savannah, Georgia. August 20th, Jacksonville, Florida. That's going to be a cool um, backyard show. (gasps) Ooh, I like that. You won't know the specific address until you purchase a ticket. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, people in Jacksonville, to give you some uh, hint, it'll be in the Murray Hill area. I don't know if that's a specific neighborhood or like a just a little community or what but it'll be in murray hill somewhere in jacksonville that's on august 20th 
We'll take a couple days off. Uh, August 23rd, we're in Tampa. August 24th, we're in Tallahassee. August 25th, Panama City. August 26th, Pensacola, Florida. And we'll wrap it up on Sunday, August 27th in beautiful Mobile, Alabama. And then uh, off the books, we may or may not uh, spend a few days in New Orleans after that. Yes! uh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm going to get my tarot cards read. But yeah, come see me. Come see Katie. Come see uh, local comedy scenes. Uh, all throughout the Florida and the coastal Carolinas and Mobile, Alabama. We're going to have fun uh, second half of August. Like I said, all the info, most of the tickets available at dumbdavestone.com. Yeah, but Also, I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I keep forgetting to mention this on a regular basis on this show, but hmm. uh, Patreon. I have my own Dave's Kitchen Patreon. Yes, you do. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's just uh, it's content that's behind a paywall. you gotta, mm-hmm. you got to pay a little bit for it, but... Um, uh, two tiers, five bucks a month gets you uh, the monthly cooking videos. Getting back into the cooking videos, just showing you how to make uh, certain recipes. Um, so that, and then uh, for seven bucks a month, you get the second tier, which is uh, you get the first tier with the videos, but you also get the podcast, or what I call the chit chat, where m- once a month I sit down uh, either with a comedian, a chef, a restaurant worker, somebody um, who has some knowledge of food. This month. On the chit chat available right now. Oh yes! Patreon.com slash Dave's Kitchen. You can hear the chit chat, my discussion with the very talented, very lovely Katie Strandberg. Yeah, you guys. So, I, yeah. I I talk about my food experiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought it would you know be nice to get uh, another perspective, somebody on there that maybe is not as ob- obsessed with food as right. I am. Right. You know, so. Or obsessed with crap food, yeah. which is, you know, where I what I get into. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah guys, talk, listen. We talk about uh, Katie's ideal drunken meal back when she was boozing. Oh, yes. We talk about some of the stuff you ate growing up. Mm-hmm. We talk about your obsession with fruit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, on the chit-chat. We got uh, the recipes, one tier, and then the chit-chat is the other tier. Videos and podcast, one of each per month at patreon.com slash Dave's Kitchen. So check that shit out. If you enjoy it, uh, spread the word. Tell a friend. Trying to trying to get that loot. Yes, get that loot, trying boo. Trying to get that loot, dog. Get it. But, uh, yeah, good times, boo. Good times. Anything else to plug? Where can we find you on social media? At KT Low Strandberg. Just the letter K, the letter T, L-O-W Strandberg. Hell yeah. There yes. Oh, it's been a joy, boo. Been a joy. Um, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Charlie says hey. He says hi. Hi. Bye bye. Okay. We love you. Bye. We're all wandering through some kind of delusion. Buying into all the fear and all the blame. We're all suffering through unprofound conclusion. And time and memory will always make it strange.
Oh, Lord, yeah. Okay, thank you.